Teresa, where do snow royals dance? At the snowball. It's Schmanners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. Uh, how are you? I'm I'm doing well. Um, I think that I, I was ready to record this in my heart uh-huh. yesterday. Yeah. Because it was snowing. It was snowing a little bit. We have gotten, uh, I, was, I will say, uh, teased. teased. Several times. Several times. We've had... Some snow. We've had enough snow. There was one night where um, it started snowing early enough that we were able to like put a coat on BB over her pajamas mm-hmm. and like boots on over her pajamas, and she could go out and play in the snow. Which I'm so glad we did because by like 8 a.m. it was gone. It was gone. And then there was another time where it was early enough in the day and it hadn't melted yet, so I was able to get her dressed right away in like good snow stuff mm-hmm. and shove her outside. <laughs> and she did things like roll around on yes. the ground in the snow. Um, but it was always gone by lunch. Yeah. It really hasn't stuck around this year. Well, because you, you grew up in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I grew up in West Virginia. Both fairly, you know, Midwestern climate, yeah. uh, snow friendly, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I had some blizzards growing yes, up where yes. there was like feet of snow and like the whole week off school yeah amazing well and that was the thing that i loved most about being in west virginia during the winter so many good sledding hills yeah i remember uh, i went to college for, uh, in oklahoma at university of oklahoma boomer sooner and does it it doesn't snow there, does it? Oh, yeah, it snows oh. in Oklahoma, but okay. there is no hills. Oh, yeah, flat pla- prairie lands. Yeah, my freshman year, it snowed quite a bit, and I had a lot of friends from Texas who had never, like, been in snow, like, had never been somewhere where it was, like, snowing. Oh, that's, okay. I was confused about where Oklahoma is. I north was, of Texas. <laughs> north of Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, there was, there was no uh, hills to be found. Yeah. We used to, uh, so my parents' house has a, uh, has a back patio, like deck thing that has like four or five steps down to the, uh, to the yard. And we would put a piece of plywood over the steps. Yes. And then shovel all the snow from the deck onto the steps so that we made our own little like ramp to, to go straight down, (laughs) down the hill of our yard into, uh, a fence uh, covered in raspberry bushes. See, that is uh, um, it, 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 anecdotally for our, <laughs> our points of uh, data points of two. Um, that is also, I think that every sledding hill ends with and then death because <laughs> like we had at Ritter Park where we did most of our sledding. Um, it was right by the amphitheater and it was this kind of like. Oh, I've, I've seen that. Okay. Right, I know what you're talking like, about. Big hill. That was like perfect because it was like it was almost like 180 degrees of hill. You know what I mean? Like it curved around, so there was lots of room for everybody to like sled on. But at the bottom of it was like like bramble, bramble, bramble creek, bramble, bramble. bramble. <laughs> so it was like all of it was unpleasant. So like you had to stop yeah. at the bottom, and if you didn't, end of day. Yep. 
Um, and that was the, I, I once <laughs> slid into the uh, fence that ran along the side of the hill and kind of went under the fence somehow because I was just going fast enough. Um, but so uh, I will also say now I loved sledding. But then when I was a kid, I think I was probably about 12 that I hit the age of like, oh, you know what? This is cold and it sucks. Where oh, I was yeah. like, where it's like I could maybe be outside for mm, twenty minutes as soon as any wet soaked through like socks or gloves, I was done. Didn't want to do it anymore. And then, um, pause. Yeah, I would like to uh, welcome Buttercup to the studio. Buttercup She's has jumped up and jumped kind up of in my lap. herself and is standing awkwardly. <laughs> On Teresa's lap, just like, I, yeah. I won't be any bother. Yeah. Um, but then uh, as an adult, I became frustrated by snow because I had to like drive to work and stuff. And that was no fun. Yeah, you hardly snow. ever get snow days off of work. But now that I have a three-year-old, I love snow again. Yeah. It's great. It's cyclical. Why okay. are we talking about snow? Well, because we're going to talk about snowball fights. Okay. In... Uh, in my life, I think that I have never had a proper snowball fight. Not really? the kind that you see in like movies. Really? Um, because it usually happens where one person throws a snowball and that person runs away and the person hit by the snowball runs after them trying to hit them with the snowball. And that's that's just two snowballs. Well- It's th- one and a half, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're talking about like- organized fort on one side fort on the other like five on five kind of snow warfare mm-hmm. i don't know that i've ever had that too but definitely me and my brothers like in the backyard have thrown more than five volleys back and forth okay all right that's um, a proper snowball fight i don't know why five is your magic number but that it just seems to me like that it seems like but ah uh, yes yeah, so oh so something that lasts like two minutes and then everybody's like okay i'm done Don't well until you get like hit snow. in the eye or snow goes down the back of your shirt mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. um let me ask you this do you remember for some reason whenever i think of snowball fights the one Disney cartoon with Donald versus Huey, Dewey, and Louie, where they like have different like forts built up, yeah. and like Donald has like a pirate ship. That's what I think of every time I think I've of seen it. that. That's a good one. So, how does snowball fight? Ha- what etiquette is the, like? Well, no- we'll we'll definitely okay. get to that. But I want I want to um I want to paint you a couple of pictures. Paint first. me a word picture, Teresa. All right. So in let me close my eyes. Hold on. <laughs> Let me nestle in with my hot cocoa. Okay. On January 29th, 1863, there was a massive snowball fight. Uh, the Confederate troops were who were stationed at the Rappahannock Valley in northern Virginia began exchanging some friendly snowball fire. And by the end, it escalated to a 9,000 person brawl but all with confederate right it wasn't like yes, the union yes. confederate soldiers throwing snowballs back because i would say union soldiers you got better stuff to do no no, <laughs> Fuck no. Us just, up. just just there at the fort okay and then uh in january january 12th of 1893 some rambunctious princeton sophomores engaged in a rock laced snowball fight. oh no that's that's Ooh, dirty pool right yeah. there that's bad sports yeah and i and there on the internet would there were some fairly gruesome pictures of that um by the great depression snowballs were known as hard time sundays oh you could okay. you could make a snowball and i don't know Snow cone. Uh, yeah. Make you can make snow a snow cone. cone. Yeah. 
um, in. Uh, Do you think that that's now, oh. like, if someone from the depression, like, if a little kid was suddenly warped forward to the from the depression to now, and they saw people like lo- lining up to get snow cones, something like, "You have ice cream. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Go get ice cream." Uh, in 2013, a German teacher who was hurt in a snowball fight with students actually sued the school board and got it classified as a work injury. Get out. Totes. Okay. Um, I have to imagine, uh, I have never been an elementary, middle, or high school teacher, but I have to imagine if there's snow on the ground, you're praying for a snow day, not so that you get out of school, but because you're like, as soon as I turn my back, one of those <laughs> little jerks is hit me with a snowball. We'll talk about that kind of etiquette, too. Okay. Snowball fights here in the U.S., especially in Wisconsin, are serious business. I'm not surprised by that. What I know about Wisconsin, not surprised by that at all. Here are a couple of things. Uh, so it started in uh, 1923. The students at the University of Wisconsin have an organized snowball fight at oh. Bascom Hill. Um, and in 2009, there was a huge blizzard that actually shut the campus down, which is a lot in Wisconsin. Yes. That's a lot of snow to shut it down. Uh-huh. Um, 4,000 plus students appeared to battle it out and nearly broke the record for the world the world's largest snowball fight. Oh my God. I can't even imagine what that bedlam looks like, right? Crazy. Even, or just imagine if if 4,000, right? 2,000 on each side, everyone throws one snowball. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness gracious. Still a lot. Um, But Wisconsin also has a dark side to snowball fights. Oh, I thought you were just going to say like Wisconsin has a dark side. (laughs) I mean, sure. Probably. Um, Wasso. Wisconsin, or is it maybe Wasso? Or Wasso. Wasso! Uh, in 1962, passed an ordinance that forbids launching of projectiles on city property, which included snowball fights. Huh. You could actually receive a $114 fine. Okay, but not throwing, like jail time. No, okay. I mean, not not like jail time, but for Imagine throwing snowballs. How much you needed to like hit somebody with a snowball that you were like, worth it. I will pay $114 to hit Steve with this snowball. <laughs> Their police chief, uh, Matt Barnes, said the department had used the law to issue tickets just 10 times in the past 15 years. Uh-huh. Uh, Can I just say, that's still more than I thought it would be. <laughs> well, but the ordinance has been cited for... Um, Shooting crossbows, dropping sandbags off a roof of a downtown parking ramp, and throwing uh-huh. snow at passing cars. Okay. And the argument is that snowball fights between consenting, you know, combatants shouldn't be issued, shouldn't be included in this ordinance, yeah, right? I agree. But have you ever been driving and had your car hit with a snowball while you're driving? It's no, terrifying. It's happened to me. It's terrifying because it makes that like really loud thunk and like you just assumed like a bird flew into you or something. It's weird. I don't well, like it. So, don't do it. It's mean. Uh, snowballs thrown at cars or ones that contain ice chunks resulting in injury. Um, it's about the intent to damage, yeah. right? Would still be included in this law, but they're going to change it uh, or they... I'm not quite it, the article that I I found didn't say whether or not they have changed it now. They will have be going to have changed it. <laughs> At the time of this article publish 
publishing. They had not yet changed it, but they were going to. Yes. Um, so that uh, they make it so that you can throw the snowballs between, like I said, mutual consenting combatants. combatants yes. Uh, but all of the dangerous stuff would still be included. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Are we into the etiquette yet? Let me look at my uh, notes. Ah, yes. Uh, I wanted to do some some psychological kind of exploration. Into, what does Ice think? No, why? Oh. Why do we snowball fight? How how does snowball fight happen? That's a good question because you could look at it two ways, right? Of course, there's the the uh, violent way. I want to hit somebody with this thing, but also there's uh, in the movie Guardians. Uh, is that it? When it yeah. anyways with Jack Frost, mm-hmm. like snowball fight is like we're pl- we're playing. We're gonna play with snowball. We're, we're gonna pretend to fight. Exactly. So why snowball fight? Why? Uh, why? How? What am snowball? How do snowball fight happen? What say you, snowball? <laughs> All right. Uh, so Simon Fanshawe, who is a writer and a broadcaster. And, and a snowman. Author- no. <laughs> and the author of The Done Thing, Negotiating the Minefield of Modern Manners, Ooh. says that snowball fighting is about... Um, is about the night of misrule kind of complex, right? So you've heard about Twelfth Night. We've yes. talked about Twelfth Night. Yes. Um, and he says that those complaining about being hit by a snowball completely miss the point because this night of misrule thing is about how... You blow off steam. Well, not exactly, but it's like topsy-turvy, right? Uh, in Twelfth Night, some of the festivities include... You know, the servants become the master, and the master becomes the servant, so we all have to, like, switch roles and circumvent authority figures and all that kind of stuff, right? So when a snowstorm happens, they turn society's normal structure of authority on its head, um, and that allows kids to mock and embarrass adults in a way that they would never normally do, right? Throw snowballs at them. Yeah. So according to... To him, it's perfectly acceptable for children to throw snowballs at strangers when that happens, right? Okay. Well, I think it. I think it's. I understand. An interesting psychological point of view, isn't it? I mean, yes. Okay, I understand the logic that what you're saying is a a child throwing a snowball at, say, a teacher mm-hmm. would make the child feel empowered. Right. Without actually doing harm to the teacher, with the, mm-hmm. to the authority figure. Right. And I will say that if you have ever, like, especially, I think, at night or, like, first thing in the morning, like, looked out a window and seen the world blanketed in a thick covering of snow and thought, wow, like, it does look different. It does seem like the world has changed. Right, yes. I understand all that. Doesn't change the fact that if I got a hit in the face by a snowball and some little snot threw at me, I wouldn't be like, ah, I get it. This is night of misrule logic. You Good don't, work, Timothy. You don't think that you would just kind of grimace and, you know, braise your fists and you darn oh, no, kids. I, de- I definitely darn kids. Uh, I would lord darn those kids. 
but I would probably pick up a bigger hunk of snow. <laughs> throw, throw it back. back. Yes. Uh, I, those are a couple of etiquette breaches. Yes. Um, I, then maybe I'll I would discuss just, that a little bit. I would just, you know, like rent a car or buy alcohol <laughs> or go vote and rub that in their faces. You All know? right. Say so like, look what I can do. Um, One more thing, I promise. One more thing until we get to the etiquette. Okay. I want to talk about how to make the perfect snowball. Uh-huh. Um, Ken Lebrecht, who is a physics professor at Caltech, is kind of a self-professed, snowball-obsessed professor. <laughs> Say that three times fast. Ob- obsessor. Obsessor. Prof- obsessor. Ob- professor. Snowball. Obsessor. Okay. Obsessor. Sure. Here we go. Um, and he says that it's a lot more complicated than you might think to make the perfect snowball. You need to take into account humidity, temperature, and pressure, and the particulates of the snow, right? Yeah. Um, the ground How temperature. How much mud is involved? Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, the is there ground any dog pee in it? Don't it- throw yellow snow. Can you think of any other particulates? Um, cigarette butts. Okay. Maybe some, no, I was going to say gravel, but don't. Don't. Don't use gravel. That's a bad sport. Moving on. The ground temperature has the most to do with making a good snowball. Um, so you want to find some place that's a little bit warmer. So pick some snow that's been sitting in the, snu- in the sun. Okay. is a good idea because it will pack just a little bit better if it's just Above freezing, okay? Um, and then what you want to do is if you're if you can't find the snow that's in a little bit of a warmer spot, your best bet is to use your hands. And for this, you have to I would suggest gloves, not bare hands. Um, you want to use gloves over mittens because gloves, have more surface area, so they release more of your body heat than the mittens, which keep them all in. So yeah. you'll have colder hands, but better snowballs if you wear gloves. Maybe bring special, maybe bring a second set of gloves if you're going to snowball fight, if that's your plan. Because I think that the like woolen like gloves work best to smooth the mm, ball, okay. but it also soaks in and get your fingers wet. So it'd be nice to switch to a, a warmer pair. Right. Um, and there's a couple of different like technological helps out there for mm. snowball making. A there's snowball some... robot. <laughs> a <laughs> snowbot. <laughs> yes. Yes. A snowbot. Perfect. Thank you. Um, there's something called a flexible flyer. No, sorry, the company flexible flyer. Yeah. Makes a snowball maker um that's kind of like a scoop of like Crossed with a pair of tongs, uh huh. So you can, yeah, you can. You can make perfectly round snowballs like that. You'd still have to, I think, pack it or something. Sure. Um, and then there's something called a snow fling, which is a long plastic implement with a hole in the end that helps you scoop it. And it actually, you could throw it from the scoop the fling like you're playing lacrosse oh see i'm picturing like the thing that you can throw a ball for a dog right where you pick it up yeah 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 got it and then there's the snowball blaster whoa from probably like from nerf right i'm not sure probably but it is you press the top 
you press snow into the top um, of this gun-looking thing that that actually makes three spherical snowballs, and then you have to use a kind of like slingshot cannon thing to actually throw it. So the 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 maker looks kind of like a gun, and then you you slingshot it. Okay, or you could just pick up with your hands and throw it. You know, whatever. All right. I mean, sure. Are you ready to get to the etiquette now? No. Oh. You still have a couple things to do if you're going to make snowball into snowball fight. Okay. But first, how about some thank you notes for our sponsors? Okay. This week, we are sponsored in part by Beta Brand. Getting dressed and ready for work and deciding if today is a stylish day or a comfortable day? Now, thanks to Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants you don't have to decide so these aren't really yoga pants they are dress pants that feel like comfortable yoga pants and i always want to be comfortable when i'm working with beta brand you never have to sacrifice your comfort for function for style beta brand's dress pant yoga pants are super comfy stretchy and stay wrinkle free You can choose from dozens of colors, patterns, cuts, and styles. For example, they've got boot cut, straight leg, skinny, cropped, and even more. And now they have premium denim with the same flexibility and comfort as yoga pants. Right now, our listeners can get 20% off their first order when they go to betabrand.com slash schmanners. Again, 20% off. Your first order at betabrand.com slash schmanners. Millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. So go to betabrand.com slash schmanners for 20% off. We also want to say thank you to Blue Vine. You started a business. That's great. You don't have any money. That's bad. Running a business is enough of a challenge. Securing extra cash flow doesn't have to be. Through Bluevine, getting a line of credit is fast, easy, and simple. Whether you need money to offset upfront costs, secure inventory, or pay an unexpected expense, through Bluevine, you can help yourself and your business stay secure for any reason. Applying is easy. Just go online to getbluevine.com schmanners. Fill out a few simple details, and you're done with your application within minutes. Bluevine also has advisors available by phone to answer any questions and help meet your business needs. For listeners of our show, Bluevine is offering a special limited time promotion of a $100 gift card when you take out a loan or open a line of credit with Bluevine. Go to getbluevine.com slash schmanners for more details. All you have to do is go to getbluevine.com slash schmanners and apply. It's a quick, easy, and meaningful way to help your business in as little as 24 hours. This promotional offer is subject to terms and conditions that can be found at getbluevine.com slash schmanners. Mission Control, this is Rocket Ship One. Come in, Mission Control. This is Mission Control. Go ahead. We have incoming, and it looks big. Can you identify? It looks like some sort of pledge drive. Affirmative. It's Max Fun Drive. That's a verified Max Fun Drive. Countdown to Max Fun Drive is initiated. Can you project a time to intercept? Based on the current trajectory, Max Fun Drive will be here from March 16 to March 27. March 16 to March 27. Roger. Rocket Ship One, can you confirm a visual on common Max Fun Drive phenomena, such as the best episodes of the year, 
bonus content, and special gifts for new and upgrading monthly members. We have a visual. Great episodes, bonus content, premium gifts confirmed, and more. It sure sounds quiet down there. Mission Control, what's your status? All systems go, Rocket Ship One. Just catching up on our favorite Max Fun shows so we can tune into Max Fun Drive episodes between March 16 and March 27. Over and out. <laughs> All right, Adam. Uh, Maximum Fun wants us to record like a promo to tell people that they should listen to The Greatest Generation. You want to do that? No, I am tired of all the extra work. I just wanted to talk about Star Trek with my friend. I think it would be good to like try and get some new listeners by appealing to the audiences of other shows. Like this, this will only take a minute or two. It could be good for us. We sit down for an hour every week and talk about a Star Trek episode and make a bunch of idiotic fart jokes about it. It's embarrassing. If it got out that we made this show, I think it would make us unemployable. Adam, I have bad news for you. We have tens of thousands of listeners at MaximumFun.org. Oh my god. I think I'm going to throw up. The Greatest Generation, a Star Trek podcast by a couple of guys who are a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. Every Monday on MaximumFun.org. I'm really going to be sick. Okay. How do you snowball? We're going to get there, I promise. How to, okay. sn- How to now sn- you have your snowball. Okay. Can I just say real quick? Okay. And we'll, I think we'll hit on this again in the questions. But if you want to start a snowball fight and not just hit someone with a snowball... I would suggest you don't want to pack it too tight or too hard. What you want is for it to kind of on impact, right? Yes. You're not trying to knock them off their feet with like a hunk of ice. And sometimes if you pack too tight and like smooth, right, it'll kind of melt and refreeze and be this like super hard. You want it to stay together just long enough to impact the person so that you get the impact, but it's not like a hard, solid impact. It just kind of out on them. Um, and, and aim for like the chest, not the head. Don't yes. aim for the head. And if you're doing your snowball fight, you really should stockpile it, yeah. right? Have them ready. Um, and the best way to be able to do that, says this professor, is to make a uh, fort. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. And stockpile behind the fort. The way to make the fort is you want to compact the snow and let it sit for a little bit because the weight of the snow on top of the snow is what makes the fort to be be able to withstand impacts i remember one year um behind our house uh growing up like it was like all the houses were kind of on the perimeter Mm -hmm. and in the middle of the square it was just kind of a big yard so you could basically walk from the back of my house to the street on the opposite side of the block, like between the houses. Sure. Uh, and so one year it snowed like over like a foot and a half. There was like a lot. It was a blizzard. And we like made tunnels under the snow. Ooh. But like you, like it was perfect snow fording snow, right? It would yeah. like stay together. But you could basically just like jump off the back of our aluminum fence into the snow <laughs> and make a foot and a half tall like hole where you could like fox hole out of it and throw snowballs. Very cool. And that's what I think you should do for a snowball fight. If you're going to be like, we're going to do this, mm-hmm. like snowball mageddon. Yeah. Is you should build two forts or at least two walls on opposite sides of the yard so that you can make like an organized thing out of it, like yes. with teams and stockpiles and all that kind of great stuff. That way stuff. you also know that everyone is, is as we have said earlier, a willing participant, right? That you're not right. just like springing it on people. And, you know, like that was the thing for me. If I walked by and suddenly someone stood up with an armful of snowballs and started throwing at the, me at the 
throwing them at me. Right. Yes. And I was not prepared. (laughs) And I was like, I wouldn't want to do that. Right. That's not fair. But if it was like, now we're preparing and making our arsenal and like setting up our wall, like that's the fun of it. Right. Because the throwing will last two minutes. Right. Right. Until everybody gets too cold and calls a truce. Right. Exactly. All right. Finally, the etiquette. Okay. We've covered a couple of them already. You said make sure that you don't pack it so tight that it turns to ice or doesn't explode when you when it impacts something. Um, if you don't want to be kind of like in the thick of it, um, hang towards the peripheries, right? Because snowballs don't travel very far. Yes. Um, or you could do like they used to do during like the Civil War and just like set up a picnic blanket and just like <laughs> and a watch big the snowballs in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, and if you want to be in the middle, conversely, uh, wear goggles. Yeah, it's a really great addition. Um, Especially because, if you wear glasses. Yeah, yeah. Get get some of those like sports goggles that go over your glasses. Mm. Or even just like safety goggles. Yeah. Anything to keep the snow off your eyes because one, you need to see to throw a snowball. And two, that's that's a really terrible place to get snow if you happen to get snow in the face and you should never throw snow in anybody else's face. It's not fun. You that get, ends like, it right away. You can get a paintball mask and like a paintball vest, paint them white and just <laughs> make it like, full, like, where'd he go? He's a ghost, right? I mean, we are talking about like setting up a date for yeah. a snowball fight, aren't we? we? Oh, beware the phantom. <laughs> he comes out of nowhere. He comes in the night with the snowballs. And here's the last thing. Really, the etiquette comes down to everyone is expected to have fun. Yes. If someone isn't having fun, it's not good. You yes. have to stop. So anything that you would do. To make someone else not have fun, don't do it. And anything, and if you are not having fun, communicate that and say that you're done because snow down the pants, snow no in your face, snow fun, snow fun. I'm looking forward to BB and Thought being old enough to just pelt me with snowballs, right? Because then I can intentionally miss them. Well, I'll try. <laughs> I don't have very good aim. I mean, I, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm like a pinpoint pitcher or whatever, but I can try to miss them while they just destroy me with snowballs. All right. Uh, we have some questions here. This is from Safi. How do you make them more fair? I always get absolutely erect, and it sucks. I think that... The making them more fair comes from the pre-planning we were talking about. Um, You know, be like, snowball fight commences in T minus 10 minutes. Right. So everybody has time to make their stockpile or make their wall or get out. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's what you have to do. There has to be an element of organization to begin with so that then you can go pell-mell and... Get it going. And the fort helps. The fort gives the you fort somewhere definitely to double take a breath. I agree. AJ asks, how do you explain to kids three to four years old both how to do a snowball fight and how to be careful and not purposefully hurt each other? Man, that's really hard, right? Because this is something that happens with BB where pretend mm. can show very easily, not out of malice, but just out of excitement and energy turn into for real. Um, and you know what I would do with three to four year olds is I would set up a snowman or snow people, like have a snow army and have the kids throw against the snow army. That's a great idea. Dot agrees. Yeah. Hi, Dot. Welcome to the studio. 
Everybody's visiting today. Yeah. And that way they can get the practice in and you can like maybe even like paint a target on mm. the, the snowman's belly. Yeah. Make it so that they're not throwing at each other. Right. And that way you can also talk about like why we don't do it to hurt and all that stuff without risking a kid uh, getting hurt and then having to stop the whole thing. Exactly. Uh, Danny asks, what's the best way to initiate a snowball fight? I think, man, <laughs> I hate to say this, like it's some of the more kind of complicated social interactions that we have talked about before, but I think open and honest communication is the way to go. <laughs> I would like to snowball fight with you. Would well, you like to snowball fight with me? May I suggest that um, you pick the right person to initiate with so someone who is a friend yes someone who is about your size yes. or age not children don't throw balls at children yes um and if someone who uh i, I hate to say this is elderly uh-huh. don't throw snowballs at them but if they, they want to if they throw a snowball at you that is like you can the, engage. The, you can engage. You have our permission to engage. Um, I and I, I like I said. I think like, hey, let snowball fight is better than like hitting someone and saying snowball fight me, right? Right. Because now they're feeling off guard. They're feeling unprepared. All of those things that would not get them engaged. I would say like, if you're talking about adult, right, or you know whatever age that it post high school, right, mm-hmm. then I would say. Even, like, setting up a group chat to say, like, hey, do you guys want a snowball fight this afternoon? We're all out of school. Or, oh, it snowed last night. Do you want to meet and have a snowball fight and go sledding and make a day of it? I mean, even if you can't do that, like I said earlier, if you just say, we're going to have a snowball fight in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Make your balls or get out of here. Uh, Izzy asks, "What's a what? what is a good location to snowball fight? I think... Um, some place where there's at least like, you know, 20 feet of open space. Yeah. But then it's always great to have kind of like a a court, right? So right. that you've got like trees or rocks or bushes or have something. Some coverage. Coverage. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I also think not full of civilians, like maybe not a sidewalk where mm-hmm. people might be walking through. I think a backyard's a good idea, backyard's like you were talking idea. about. Uh, a park's a good idea. Don't do it like in the middle of a sledding hill, for example, where people are moving through and might be caught. And the crossfire. AKA Bob's Burgers. Yes. That's a good show. Yes. A good it, it uh, a episode. Good it's also a good episode. I would say like you're looking for a big open field. Where I hope the microphone caught uh, her giant burp. Did she have a giant burp? She did. I hope the good microphone job. caught it. So the internet. I think you probably need about 10 to 20 feet between. Not too much more than that. You don't need like a football field or of, anything. Of course. Well, because like I said earlier, the snowballs, they don't hold together very long. Yeah. And they so shouldn't. They shouldn't. They should hold just long enough to impact. Uh, one last. This is uh, from Van. For what reason can you pause a snowball fight or call a timeout? Um, if someone gets hurt. Yeah, for sure. You definitely can call a timeout. Um, if both sides agree to a truce for, uh, for re- what do you like ammo? Yeah. Reloading. Reloading. Or for a hot cocoa break. Sure. Needs to happen. Um I, maybe you have like a safe word for a ceasefire. <laughs> a white flag. Yeah. Something <laughs> something established of like when this happens, this isn't like me playing a game and mm-hmm. you know, saying like, Oh, it's not a ruse. I've been injured. Yes. Right? 
some kind of word that indicates that, might I recommend pineapple? It's a good one. It just wouldn't come up in normal snow right. fights, yeah. snow fight situations. Exactly. Um, so that's going to do it. Uh, so coming up, starting here, uh, let's see, starting on March 16th, here comes the Max Fun Drive. Da, 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 da. We're so excited. We love the Max Fun Drive. It's your chance to support the podcast you love while getting rewarded for that support. Uh, you're going to, you know, go to the website. You're going to choose a support level. You're going to get rewards for that level. Or maybe you're going to upgrade your level and you've already been a donor. All of these things. It's great. And we've got bonus episodes coming out in the donor feed. All of these things. It's super cool. My favorite time of year. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, also, my brother, my brother and me and Adventure Zone are going on tour. Uh, where you can get all of those dates at uh, the McElroy family website. Correct. McElroy.family. Click on tours. Uh, right now, it's the first and last weekend of April, I believe. Go check those out. Go check out McElroyMerch.com for all the McElroy merch. Uh, Baby Dot is ready to record her podcast, and we're taking up her studio time. She says, get out of the studio. I got to do baby talk with Dot. Um, So what else, Teresa? Well, thank you to Brent Brentofloss Black for our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for the Twitter thumbnail art. You can... Uh, Submit your questions for our topics at Schmanner's Cast. But if you have a topic on Twitter, on Twitter uh, please send topic suggestions to SchmannersCast at gmail.com. Thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover banner of our fan run Facebook group. Go ahead and join that group on Facebook if you love to get and give excellent advice from other Schmanner fanners. Uh, this topic, by the way, thank you for reminding me, was recommended by Sheila Pfizer. Thank you, Sheila, for recommending snowball fights. This was a fun one. Um, and yeah, that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.